The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. If you don't... Look, I can't... If you are someone who likes to partake in a little libation, this Sunday would have been a day to do that. Eagles fans, we are starting our season 0-1 after a loss to a team that ain't got no mascot. To a team that plays in a generic generic stadium with no name. We lost to the Washington football team. Every time they put up a graphic in that game, and on one side it said Eagles, and the other side it just said football team. Those guys beat us. What is going on? My name is Brown. On the other side is my good friend, Javon Alford from TotalSportsLive.com. What's going on, Javon? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, glad to be uh, glad to be on, what's this show called? Green Over Everything. Green Over I Everything, to, man. I had to, it, I had to, it, I had to it, make sure the name right. I didn't want to say like best in the world or like well, you know, defense and discourse or... Well, you know, we put out a whole bunch of a, a different podcast for a, a show with like the same two dudes on it pretty much every time. You know, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Not but look, I made a Facebook post uh, a couple of minutes ago. And I said in that post, because I know a lot of Washington fans, uh, Redskins fans, I, I, I'm Sure, we'll call them the Redskins a whole bunch of times today, but hey, it's, it's whatever. You know who we're talking about. But I made a post and I said to them, Merry Christmas. Because I believe that the Eagles gifted the Redskins this game. Mm-hmm. I look at this Washington football team. And, you know, hey, look. There, there are explanations as to why they lost. You know, I'm not going to give out, but I'm not going to give out excuses. You know, the Redskins didn't cheat. You know, it's not like this wasn't a fluke victory. They beat us. You know, the Redskins, uh, the Redskins or the Washington football team beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, it... But I'm I'm being honest. I I watched that game, and yes, uh, you know the the Washington Washington put up 27 points, but there was nothing about that Washington team that blew me away. You know, I um, Haskins is a decent quarterback. He doesn't suck. You know, yeah, jury, jury is still out on whether or not he is he is the future of that team, mm-hmm. but he's still you know he he played well today. You, you know, well. Okay. Well, <laughs> in air quotes. Well. Yeah, yeah, he played well. You know, it, it, and even when they were behind seventeen nothing, I would not have said that Haskins was the reason that they were down seventeen nothing. Right. You know, uh, uh, well, you look at that defensive front seven; they're going to be a beast. 
that Washington defensive front seven. They're they're going to be a problem for the NFC East and the NFC for years to come. But even with more, eight more so the front four, front four, front the four. linebacking core, I'm still a little bit a little shaky. But we, but but we, but that just goes into what we say. That front four can mask a lot of their problems, mm. which they did today. Yeah, I'm there. But e- even with even with seeing. Eight sacks. You look at the box score, you're going to see eight sacks. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily, even that, I, I don't necessarily feel like that was a defensive dominated game. No. You know, I, I don't look at that Washington team and feel like they dominated the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Eagles just made a bunch of mistakes yep. and gifted them this game. You know, I understand, and, and and here's the thing: I, I, neither of us, you, neither you nor I, are paid analysis. You know, analysts, I should say. I well, I, I'll put it to you: don't nobody give me no money for for my analysis. I, I come out here, I I give you this knowledge for free. You know, it 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 is what it is. Mm-hmm. I I give you this knowledge for free. And you see me, I'm sitting here with an Eagles shirt on and an Eagles hat. So I'm not going to even hide the fact I'm a fan. I'm an Eagles fan. But I don't feel like I am being that much of a fan or being that biased in my analysis of this game when I feel like, you know what, Eagles gifted this team. Eagles gifted Washington a win. Yep. You know, Washington took advantage of the mistakes Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz threw two interceptions. The Washington uh, football team. God, I'm, I'm, that's 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 what's going to hang me up. The Redskins scored two touchdowns off of two uh, Carson Wentz interceptions. You know they made the best of good field position. Mm-hmm. Once the offense could not move the ball. But nonetheless, but still, in the end, you know, I, I don't feel like I don't walk away from this team. I don't walk away from game one. I don't walk away from week one thinking, "Wow, you know what? Washington's just going to be a beast this year." Right. You know, and I don't. The jury is still out on what the Eagles will do this season. Mm-hmm. But. You know, whether they succeed, whether they play for the division at the end of the season, or whether they're running neck and neck with zero, I'm pretty sure if they're at the bottom, they'll be right there at the bottom with Washington. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, in the end, you know, I I I mean, you you said it yourself, you know, when we talked before the show. This was like like you you listen to Washington fans. And they're pretty much like, yo, this is our Christmas. This is, you know, this is, you know, this is the greatest day of their lives. They're dancing in the street. They're walking I mean, around. It's, 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 I mean, it's a great day for some NFL fans. The way that yeah. some NFL fans really hate yeah. the Eagles. I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, they, they're for real. Like, yeah, you know, yay, football team. Woohoo. Football, go football. Let's do that football thing. We got to win. We are 1-0. and 
just end the season. Let's let's just let's get the parade going. There's gonna be a, they they partying on the Anacostia River right now. <laughs> but none, nonetheless, I, I feel like in the, the you have to moving forward. We Eagles play next week. Mm-hmm. They play the L.A. Rams. Where do they go from here? And that's what you know. That that's what that's where I bring you in. You know what did you see? What what did you see that scares you moving forward? Because next week they got the L.A. Rams, and the L.A. Rams might not be what they were a couple of seasons ago. But that's not you know that's not barbecue chicken over there. There's a good chance that the Philadelphia Eagles after two weeks could be zero and two. So I ask you as we take one final look at this week's game. Like, what were your takeaways from this game? Well, when we just look at when we just look at this week's game, and then in comparison to what they have coming up, you know, next week, I gotta say the offensive line play that's gonna be that. Think that's a major takeaway from this game. If they thought if they were having issues with Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young, <laughs> you know, Montez Sweat. Uh, you know, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. I can name a whole bunch of guys. If they were having issues with this, how are they going to handle, you know, Aaron Donald mm-hmm. in the middle next week? You know, yeah. and you got to look like, I don't like, this was probably one of the worst Eagles performances from the offensive line we could see in years, you know, mm-hmm. like years, years. Like this is probably like when Vitae, I think got his first start like a few years ago. He would right tackle against Washington and mm-hmm. Ryan Kerrigan. And Ryan Kerrigan ate his lunch. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Kerrigan pretty much got a whole new contract off of Halapulavati Vitae. Right. So when I look at that, when I look at this, I have to say Eagles got to get better now. They just, they, 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 they didn't have, I mean, nobody played well. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelsey didn't play well. Sam Al didn't play well. Jason Peters, for as much as he... Late, you know, labor to get back the, you know, mm-hmm. the, get back the left tackle and, you know, get his money for the eight million. And then, yeah, we, we, we broke him off a whole bunch of extra money for that. Right. And then that's, that's what we got for our money. <laughs> right. And we, there was many times where we just saw Chase Young just swim move and just blow, blow mm-hmm. right by him. And then you're looking like, well, what? Like, it was, it was just an abomination. Then you just had more injuries. I think you had Nate Herbig starting at right guard. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Lane Johnson, which really hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, not have him because you had Driscoll playing. Then Driscoll got hurt. Then he was down to Mulata. So now you're really digging into that depth that was already at what was already was an issue coming into the season. You know, with losing Dillard, losing Brooks, and and it's just football one on one. You know, you win and lose games in the trenches, mm-hmm. and the Eagles lost the game in the trenches. And Doug Peterson and come and Doug Peterson and them didn't adjust. They went away from what was working. The twelve personnel was working with the two tight end sets. It was working. Getting the ball out quickly, hitting the short routes. It was working. And then they decided, hey, we got all this speed. Well, you can't get the speed in the play action if you guys can't hold mm-hmm. a block for at least three seconds. I feel like every, I feel like there were so many different factors in to, in this loss. I watched most of the fourth quarter with my father. And I told him that one of the things that kind of scared me, one of the one of the things that, that, that bothered me going into the second half was at one point, Pam Oliver is talking about talking to the coaches at halftime. 
And she pretty much said that when she talked to Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson was like, you know what? I'm good with what we're doing. We'll be fine. And I don't think we need to necessarily change anything. And I felt like that was the first sign when I'm like, oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. This dude really went into halftime and said, hey, man, we up 10 points. We're good. We don't need to do nothing different. Right. You know. Exactly. They, they took the foot off the pedal. Exactly. And you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. But but here but here's the thing. You know, you look at that post game, you, you look at that post game interview, that post game press conference, and you hear Doug Peterson talking about how that's exactly what they didn't want to do. When people were asking, like, why are when you're up seventeen nothing late in the first half, why are you still throwing the ball? And he's like, we didn't want to take our foot off their necks, but it's like you that's what you ended up doing. Because it's like it's not necessarily running the football that's conservative. You can aggressively run the football. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, I talk about a bunch of different factors. I felt like them getting away from the run was classic Doug. Yep. Classic Doug as an extension of classic Andy. Yep. Hey, run's not working. We ain't going to run no more. Exactly. And And that that mm -hmm. just doesn't cut it. When your quarterback has 42 pass attempts and your running game, including Carson Wentz on that one design quarterback sneak, Mm -hmm. only has 17 carries. Come on. That's 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 not that's ridiculous. That's That's ridiculous. You got Boston Scott nine nine carries thirty five yards. Corey Clement six carries nineteen yards. Jason Huntley, you know, he got him the one carry. Got got one carry. It was it was it was a a, they gave him the one carry, but it was a bad design. Mm -hmm. It was a a bad design. Why not? I don't I don't barely remember the Eagles seeing like I get it. You want to get your speed guys on the outside. You want to get guys like Mm -hmm. Huntley on the outside, but why not try to shoot him in between the tackles to spring him to get to the second and, and third levels? Like, it's, it makes no sense that Boston Scott only had 11 touches in that game. It, and it, Corey Clement only had eight. Come on. Like, that's, classic, it's, that's classic Doug, though. Isn't that, I mean, and when, when you sit there, when you when you look at that, aren't you thinking, man, that's, that's, that's Doug. Doug going Doug. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, when, that's, when that's, he's not when, when he's not aggressive, Doug. That mm-hmm. you know, that's him going back and reverting to his old ways, thinking that hey, we can just win this ball, we can just win this game, ball game by throwing the ball. Which yeah, granted, Washington secondary is not you know a top notch secondary. You're not going against a Shadavius White and a Jalen Ramsey, which mm-hmm. they'll be seeing next week. But they tried to go to the passing game and it failed. Carson Wentz made horrific reads at bad times. Mm-hmm. Now the first interception was a bad read. Second interception, I mean, I mean that was just that, part of it was mm-hmm. on him, but part of it was also on the rookie John Hightower for not coming to back to the ball on that curl route. Like you got to. There's just like I said, there's just a lot from this. There's just a lot from this game and. It's, it was just a it was it was a horrific game and it starts like you said it starts with Doug it, mm-hmm. it start it goes to Carson you know and I can't really I can't really blame the defense either because they you did as best job as they could even even with the, your defense giving up twenty seven points yes your defense gave up twenty seven points fourteen of those came off turnovers 
Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, Washington played with a short field for most of the second, uh, for most of the second half. So, yep. you know, you, you can't necessarily put this one on the defense. But the thing is, yeah. as, as Eagles fans, you know, we, you know, we want, I, I, there's a portion of the Eagles fans who want to put Carson Wentz on a pedestal, on that pedestal and say, hey, you know what? We have an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, no. You're, there's absolutely no way you're going to put Carson Wentz up there with the Lamar Jacksons and the Patrick Mahomes. He's not He's not there. He's not playing at that level. Maybe he was three years ago, but, mm-hmm. you know... In the se- in the season since he le- you know he went out in 2017, he's not that guy. He hasn't been that guy. But there's a lot of fans in this fan base who want to put Carson Wentz on maybe that second one, that second uh, that se- you know that second level. Mm-hmm. Maybe next he's th- that next tier. You know, he's not up there with the Mahomes. He's not up there with the Jacksons. But maybe he's on that next tier. But right. game like this, he's not helping his cause. And, no, he's he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not because he didn't make the right. He didn't make the right reads when they counted it. And like people will say, a lot of people I would talk to say like, Wentz, like if the play's not there, don't force it. Just mm-hmm. get rid of the ball. There's nothing wrong with throwing the ball away instead of taking a sack. There's also nothing wrong with taking your checkdowns either. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if there's a short three to five yard pass, just take it. You rather be second, and you you rather be you know possibly third and five mm-hmm. instead of third and fifteen or third and twenty because exactly. you're taking the sack. Exactly. And now the, th- the the problem is we're now talking about a quarterback in his fifth year. These aren't rookie mistakes. These are young player mistakes. You know, Carson Wentz has now been in the league five years. So it's now, you know, these, these are things you expect him to to know. These are things you expect him to understand. It's like, I, you know, you're getting past the point where you now appreciate the fact that Carson Wentz always wants to make the play downfield. He's determined to, and he believes in himself. He believes in, a, in, in his teammates that they can make a play. You know, that's cool. And that's inspiring with your first year player. Right. With your second year player, maybe even your third year player, you got a fifth year player holding on to the ball. Those are the types of plays that, those are the types of plays your quarterback makes when you're thinking, maybe you know, do we want to extend him? Do we want to keep him? And un- un- understand this: this is not me after one game saying maybe we need to get rid of Carson Wentz. Right. You know that that's not where I'm going. At all. But what I am saying is you have lived in this city for all your life. Right? You've lived here all your life. I've lived here most of my life. We know this fan base. So there are plenty of people. I'm not saying I'm saying it. I know you're not saying it. But there are plenty of people. You know, because they'll be all on the Fanatic tomorrow. They'll, They'll be all on WIP. In fact, friend of mine already posted a big picture of Nick Foles' jersey. You know it's happening. You know, it's like somebody's already said it. 
people are already yeah. saying it. Yeah, you know, but but what I'm saying is games like today don't help your argument when you're arguing with that person. No, it, it doesn't. And I and I and I said this to and I said that to a couple people as a couple people as well. If that like if Wentz keeps on having these type of games and these type of performances where he starts off hot and then mm-hmm. goes cold the way he is, where he's not hit his throws, his accuracy's all over the place, he's not showing great pocket awareness, he's turned over the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles did draft a quarterback in the second round. Those calls will happen eventually. Eventually, those calls will be happening. Will be happening. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how fast because we know how this city, you know, rocks with you know quarterbacks. Look, you 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 know what I'm saying? Look, like, look, we we all know. We we've said it yeah. before. There, in in no other fan base is it more true than that. Is 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 the phrase? There isn't a player more popular than the backup quarterback. This it's always been that way. Randall's backup quarterback was probably more popular. There were people calling for Bubby Brister and and uh, Jim McMahon and whatever. And when it was AJ Donovan, AJ Feely, and Kevin Cobb, and then when it was when it was Vic, it they they called for Vic when it was Cobb. You know, once Vic got the starting job, you know, there were people calling for Cobb to come back, or then Nick Foles, and you know, it does not matter. So now they got, you know, at some point in time, you know, you play another game like that, you're going to start hearing the phrases, we got to see what we have. Mm-hmm. We need, at what point do we need to see what we have? And you know it, you know, it's like, it, you know, it's coming. And when you sit there on a day, when you, when you jump out to a 17, nothing lead, then you give up 27, 27 unanswered points, 14 of which can be directly attributed to your quarterback. You know, I, I can't defend that. I, I Nobody can defend that. I mean, there are some people defending it. I've seen the tweet. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Think I, I, I think I reset something mm-hmm. uh, along those lines, saying that, saying something to the effect of, like, you can't blame this game on Carson Wentz when it's like, yes, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah you kind of can. And it's like, look, I like Carson Wentz. As much as you know, as, as as much as anybody, you know, it's like right. I, I'm a, I'm a Carson guy, and and I'm looking at 24 for 42. Now you want to put the 42 on the coach, 42, 42 passing attempts when you had a 17 point lead. Yeah, that's but fair where, enough. But where, but where's the autonomy and the guy that's going to be your franchise guy to mm-hmm. audible out of some of them passes and say? Let's run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're up 17-7. There's no need to come out guns blazing and saying, "Yeah, hey, let's, let's, hey, let's just start around. throwing the ball." We we need to start go, we need to start looking downfield. And it's like I understand, at, you know, I think, you know, Carson trusts his arm. Carson mm-hmm. probably trusts his arm more than anybody. And you're sitting there. You, what you saw today is you know that Rieger is fast. You know, Rieger is fast. He now has a weapon, and now you see Carson able to throw the ball downfield. You see Deshaun Jackson is somewhat healthy, although he had long periods of absences in this game. And, you know, you're wondering, is he healthy? What's up? And it was like, it seemed like almost every time somebody tweeted, hey, how come D-Jax isn't in the game? He finds his way back in, makes a play or two, 
then he's right back out for like 15 more minutes. Right. And it's but, like, but, but could but could that be a thing of like you said, could it be a thing that if he hurt or the Eagles just trying to work in all these different yeah. types of personnel? Because yeah. you see Gray Ward in the game, you see mm-hmm. Arcega White side in the game, mm-hmm. you see Hightower in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, going and, and you know that's classic. And you know, you know that's that's classic, Doug. Class, you know, Doug gonna try and let the young boys eat. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes almost to a detriment to the team. You know, you, you know, Doug's the type of guy. Oh man, we need to make sure that JJ Arthago Whiteside got a lot of touches. And you're sitting there like, real seventeen nothing. You don't. You know, why is he on the field? In fact, did he even get on the? Uh, did he even get he on? Didn't, the, he, didn't, he, he didn't record a reception. Didn't, didn't record a reception. No tar- no targets. Whatever. Yeah, best wide receiver outside of Goddard was Greg Ward. Rieger caught one one catch for 55 yards. Deshaun, two catches for 46 yards. Greg Ward, 31 or five catches. Zach Ertz, they ain't show him, they ain't gonna show him the money. They ain't even show him the ball. You got the touchdown. Now, a lot of talk after the game was what's going to happen with Ertz? Because, you know. Where do you stand with that? Are they breaking? Do, should they break Ertz off? Does Ertz deserve his money? Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. You say not yet. Why? Not yet. Because he's still number one. He has two years left on his deal currently. Mm-hmm. And he and, and and I get it. He's trying to break the bank because he sees his. Uh, how can I say this? Like. I don't want to say label me because him and Austin Hooper share the same agent. So mm-hmm. he sees, well, we're going to use label me in this situation. Okay. Music, music term. So he sees his label mate getting, you know, broken off at mm-hmm. a very good price tag and frequency with the Cleveland Browns. So he's like, I'm probably better. I'm better than Austin Hooper. I'm one of the best, you know, three, four, you know, mm-hmm. tight ends in the game right now. So I should get broken off as well. The only yeah. issue is the Eagles have a huge cat problem where they're, they're, they, they're, they have some big financial issues where they're going to have to make some you know tough some tough moves next season mm-hmm. where they're going to have to get rid of a lot of guys so he can't get his money yet and i like you said i hear people talking about it and saying you know even asking some of the players you know about Ertz's contract status and it's just like mm-hmm. i get it but i can i can i can look to okay he wants his money but you don't drop that path on fourth down yeah yeah i mean i, I mean you, you don't I don't, I've argued, don't I've, do that. I've argued with a bunch of people, and I'm and I've always said, you know, if, if, if I'm I'm someone who believes that if a ball hits you in the in the hands, it's catchable. Yes, you know, ball hits you in the hands, it's catchable. Fourth down, they needed a play. Carson Wentz, you know, that that might not have been the most, that might not have been the best play, the best pass, but that pass but it was the, the right play. But it was the, the right play, play, and it hit you in the hands, bro. Bro, you got to make that play. And, right, especially if you want the money. If you think you deserve to be broken off, like you said, you know, as that as the best wide receiver, the best not wide receiver, mm-hmm. tight end in the game, then you make that play. And like people say, you'll see the three for eighteen, you know. And people will say on Twitter, he looked, Ertz looked disinterested in, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. We saw before the regular season, mm-hmm. you know, him saying, you know, almost getting like, well, you know, damn, yeah. damn near, emo- getting damn near emotional about saying like, I don't know if my time's going to be up here. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. What's going on? Like, yeah. and then you hear, then you see you see the Zangaro story. You saw you saw that tweet that he and Howie Roseman got into it this week in front of people about oh, his really? contract. Yeah, uh, really? Zangaro posted oh, wow. that on uh, he tweet he, he tweeted that this uh, today. 
that it reports out that they, they got into it in front of a whole bunch of people about his contract. And like, to me, I'm someone, I don't believe that you can necessarily see something like disinterest on television. You know, I know there, no. there are people who sit there, oh, he looked disinterested. How do he look disinterested? You watching it on TV just like me. I saw the same, you know, right. you know I'm, I'm watching the same <laughs> broadcast. We all saw the same thing. I just saw a football player. I, I saw a guy. He didn't look disinterested. To me, disinterested would be they throw the ball to him, and he's just like, you know what, man, I'm good. Like, you know, right. something like that. That's disinterested. Or not showing any emotion, like, oh, I dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. you know, to me, but even then, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's so, it's it's relative. You know, you make a you make a drop like that, you're stone faced. You go back into the huddle. You can, you know, and some some people will tell you that's focus. He's like, hey, he didn't make a play. Now he's, you know, he's trying to shake it off and move on. And then there are other people like. You know, why isn't he the, you know, toss your hands and, you know, why isn't he so emotional? And you can't judge that. No, you, you can't. All right. Uh, shout can't. out. Uh, shout out to a couple of listeners, uh, a couple of people watching on Facebook Live. Uh, Jesse said these fans got to remember that there was no preseason. Also, that is true. Correct. Correct. This is basically mm-hmm. a preseason game for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a, pre- a lot yeah. of different things going on. All these scores and people got to keep, keep this in mind. Eagles game. We mm-hmm. can look at Eagles game and a whole bunch of other scores that happened, mm-hmm. you know, just just today. Yep. No, you're right keep about it, that. Keep it on the surface. Uh, it's, uh, not, it's not the end of the world. So there you go. See, Javon offered his full glass half full. Glass is half full right now. And I understand. And for those who, who follow, you know, like I said at the top of the broadcast, you know, we, 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 we produce about 27 different podcasts with pretty much a, a, a revolving door of like the same three guys. It's like me and a couple of other people. But, you know, me and Javon hosted the best in the world sports report for a long time. And I was always the glass half full guy. You know, so it's, it's good that, you know, as we all branch off, I'm, I'm rubbing off on you, though. Uh, also, Chester said they should not have gotten rid of Jordan Howard. Definitely, they should, they definitely should not have gotten rid of Jordan Howard or Malcolm Jenkins, the leader of the defense. Bad moves by the Eagles. Uh, Jordan Howard, I could see. Jordan Howard, maybe. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I like him as a guy. I like him as a locker room figure. But it, it I, I can't fault that move. You know, it, it, it might have been time. You had, you, had, you had to get younger in that secondary. You mm-hmm. had to get more versatile pieces. Malcolm Jenkins is a good box safety. Mm-hmm. Which means, you know, he's great at stopping the run. The Eagles' problem, they wasn't stopping the run. The Eagles' mm-hmm. problem, you know, really wasn't defense. So, I mean, yeah. I get what he's saying about Malcolm Jenkins, but there's, I don't want, I mean, let's let's be real. Malcolm Jenkins will get, you know, if he has to play center field, he will get, mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll have you, long coverage. You, you look at it today, Washington, 80 yards rushing. Gibson, nine rushes for 36 yards. Peyton Barber, 17 uh, rushes for 29 yards. Haskins had 17, uh, had 17 yards. They didn't do it. You know, once again, I, 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 I'm struggling to put this one on the defense. Correct. And the uh, defense, the defense played well. And that was something for me that I was kind of worried about mm-hmm. more. So defensively, it was the Eagles linebacking court, you know, mm-hmm. cause that was a, that's a very young linebacking unit. 
with Nate Gary, with, you know, the rookie Sean Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, Deion Taylor. I don't know if he was even on the field today, but him and Duke Riley, Alex Singleton, like mm-hmm. very young linebacker. Corey. I was like, yo, this could be trouble if, if Washington takes advantage of it, but they stood up and they stepped up big time. You know, they didn't cause no problems. Let's just say that. <laughs> More often than not, they was they were they were filling the gaps that they need to in the run, and you know, made tackles when they when they need be. And like just just like we said, it starts it starts on the offensive side of the ball. It it, it starts there. I mean, you, like you said, you look at it. You know, mm-hmm. eight sacks is just not going to get it done. That's abominable. That's just a disgrace. I was watch. It was literally like I was watching a mirror image of Thursday night's game with Deshaun Watson running for his life. But unlike Wentz, Deshaun Watson got out of dodge and ran for his life. Exactly. Wentz continued to try to make a play. Once he to Deshaun Watson. Once again, yeah. once again, once again to Deshaun Watson. And, and 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 that's part of this, you know, what's going to play out this week. Right. You know, like I said, it, it, it's not, you know, is Wentz on the same level as Mahomes and and Jackson? No, that's, you know, yeah. at this point, preposterous, not even. But now, you know, where do you put, like, honestly, where do you put Deshaun Watson? Do you put Deshaun Watson in the same level as as uh, uh, Jackson and Mahomes? Yes. Okay, so that's, so Deshaun Watson top, top tier. In the NFL right now, yep. Okay, I believe so. Okay, because I'm. I guess the point that I was trying to make was if you if you were to say no, you move Deshaun Watson down a tier, mm-hmm. and then you say that Carson Wentz isn't even on that tier with Deshaun Watson. So now you're talking about a third tier player. But 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 some people but some people will make the argument that Carson Wentz is better than Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Once again, see here, and, and and the problem is we we ain't having that conversation this week, <laughs> right? <laughs> we ain't having, you know, may, you know there there might be a Sunday where you can have a conversation about whether or not Deshaun, you know, whether or not Carson is on the same level as Deshaun Watson. Ain't gonna be today though, right? It's but not, I one, but I know, but I know a quarterback that Carson Wentz is better than. Okay, who is that? And that's Jared Goff. They play next week. All right. I I, I hope so. I hope so because the fact of the matter is, is, overall, you know, that that might be the case. Because here's the thing, you know, you know, there might have been a case that Carson Wentz outplayed uh, Dwayne Haskins today. He did for the most part. First half, he did. You know, he, he, but. Haskins don't, you know, Haskins and Jared Goff, neither of them play defense. The fact of the matter is when Carson Wentz lines up next week, he's not looking across the field and seeing Jared Goff. He's looking across the field and seeing Aaron Donald. And Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey. And you see what this Washington defense was able to do with this Philly offense, this Philly offensive line. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, it's a shame my my man Jonesy couldn't be here. Because I feel like this speaks to a point that he makes a lot, you know, and he talks about teams ability to build around the quarterback once you give him his money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're going into this season trying to build around Carson Wentz, who you have now paid. 
when you just basically have said, you know what, the 2017 draft was a complete waste. You have nobody, oh, excuse me, sorry. You, you do have Derek Barnett, who is in street clothes watching the game with the rest of us, you know, this this week. But how, you know, that's what that's what scares me. You know, you need, here here you are you're sitting here and you're now you're you're at the point where you could be at a crossroads at whether or not you want to get rid of Zach Ertz mm-hmm. but this isn't the past you know when you think about you know you had Ertz and you had Goddard when you decided that it was cool to let Trey Burton go yep you know and 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 that's that's a decision you made but you had two tight ends that you know that were decent. You get rid of Ertz. It's Dallas. Is Dallas Goddard and who? Not they don't have nobody. They don't have anybody. And then you look at the fact that Deshaun Jackson is long in the tooth. There's no reason to think that Alshon Jeffrey can stay on the field. So it's not like you have a better or in, improved wide receiver core. Jalen Rager is good, but. That one catch for 55 yards didn't tell me, okay, he's ready to be the number one receiver on this team. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, he, I mean, you once hope, again, you hope, you hope yeah, he can. You and hope he's been the first round pick. He, when he's been a first round pick on him. You hope he can be. You hope he can be, but it's like, look, here's a, you're sitting, you know, you're get you're at a point where you're thinking about getting rid of a player that at some point in time in, in, in recent memory, that you were saying, hey, this could be the best tight end in football. You know, there of course somebody's going to make it, uh, a a case for Kittles now. You know, you got Kittles, you got Kelsey, but Zach Ertz is right up there. Yeah, Ertz is pop number three. Number three, he's a solid. He's a fur. A, a no, solid. He's a fur number three, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad with this crop of tight ends because there's really good tight ends. Mm-hmm. In, in, in today's game, like let's mm-hmm. be real. After Hurts, you got Andrews, you got Waller. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones, and Dallas Goddard is creeping up into that top and, ten. And, yes, he's he's getting there. But you don't. Ha- it's not like you have another tight. You you don't have another tight end in house that you feel like no, can assume that not role. Yet. And it's not, not like you can say, okay, all right, maybe if you know we have a decent tight end, but we have better wide receivers, like. You know, they've been that that ability to run that 12 package with the two tight ends has been able to help them nurse this wide receiver core along, honestly, for the past three, four seasons. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Not Ever since Chip Kelly yeah, was gone. Yeah. And the bread and butter. Mm hmm. Like they were able to find the right combination of receivers a couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl. But now at this point in time, now you're sitting there. It's like, look, man, we're talking now a whole three seasons removed. You know, it, it, two full seasons since the Super Bowl. So at this point now, that's old news. This is the stuff we've been telling Cowboys fans about now for 25 years, where it's like, okay, now you're living in the past. That's what you're officially doing. So it's like you want to get – if you want to get rid of, you know, you're at a point where it's like you've now broken off your your quarterback. So if you've broken off your quarterback, now you have to be able to 
to surround him with decent players on rookie deals and then try to extend them, you know, extend them gradually. Right. But you've now had, you know, such bad drafts since the, you know, since the Super Bowl, where now you're at the point where you have to now try to fill holes around your quarterback with free agents and you don't always have money. And that's why you're at a point where now you, you're sitting there, you got Zach Ertz unhappy, him wanting more money, and there's nothing else you can do. You know, you what what else? I don't even know who is the, the, the next wide receiver after, after Ertz and Goddard. And then you also look at this offensive line with Dillard unable to play, Brooks unable to play, Johnson unable to play. And now you're sitting here now, you're looking at, you know, Jordan Maialata was a cute story three years ago. Yeah. That was a cool story three years ago. Now I need him to be able to play. He has to produce. He, he at this point now, I'm like, why is this, why is this big ass on the team? That's a good question. You know, and it's like, you... You have to be able to protect your quarterback. And it's like you're sitting there. You you understand that your quarterback is not helping himself, but you're not helping him either. Correct. You got your star tight ends unhappy. You got an offensive line that's in flux. You walked away from Jason Peters to start the offseason. And honestly, I, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. I don't blame him either. I'm 44 years old, and I feel like I'm not that much older than than Jason Peters. And in football years, Jason Peters is older than me. Peters is about, like, 38, 38, 39. Yeah. So, I mean, in in football years, Jason Peters is, like, 58. Right. But he played like like And he played like he was 58. Exactly. And it's like, I'm not even mad. Like, Like, Jason Peters did what he had to do. They brought him back to be a guard. They wanted to move him back to tackle. And he's like, look, I'm not going to move back to tackle without some money. That, you know, these are two different, these are two different conversations. But the fact still remains is like, look, you broke him off because you knew you didn't have any other options that left tackle. And that comes. Not yet. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not yet. But the fact that you, you draft Andre Dillard, but unfortunately Andre Dillard's hurt. You have nobody, you know, you have nobody else. And you're yeah. sitting. You're, Driscoll you're, was supposed to be that guy, but he got hurt, which mm-hmm. wasn't, which is not what you wanted to see because he was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to be that development mm-hmm. swing tackle that you can put either at left or right. And he ends mm-hmm. up getting hurt. And I don't think Driscoll necessarily played bad per se when he was on the field mm-hmm. but again he got hurt so now you're really dipping into that 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 depth that you really don't have anymore mm-hmm. and like I said, now you're getting my lot so now you gotta think eagles now you gotta say we gotta find some way and get uh we gotta find some way and, and get cordy glenn back into this <laughs> into this facility because you're going to need it yes the, the way it's going then but we, we want to talk about the offense. I mean, also got to talk about the defensive line as well. Mm-hmm. If they repeat the same performance again, 
they will be staring at an 0-2 hole. And you look at their next few games mm-hmm. coming up, they they have the Rams. Then they have the they have they have they have two home games after the Rams and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals look like they the Bengals they Bengals the Bengals played the Chargers tough. Joe Burrow played them tough. Yep. Played them tough. You got after that, then you're on the road in October at San Fran. Then you're at Pittsburgh. And then the week after that, on the 18th, home against Baltimore, home against the Giants, home against the Cowboys. I mean, it's not an easy schedule. It, it's not an e- it's not an easy schedule, and it's and it is crazy. I'm looking at the, the way the Bengals at this point. There's no, there are no gimme games. There'll be no games yeah. where you can say, "Hey, man, they should be able to win." At least not in this first. You know, the first half of this season. No, you're at looking all. at Rams, you're looking at Bengals, you're looking at Niners, you're looking at Steelers, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys. And then you get to the Giants and the Browns. And it's like, maybe the Giants, maybe the Browns, but they're both on the road. And you just lost on the road to the Washington football team. So it's not, so at this point, you know, what can you really say? What can, you know? There's nothing, there's nothing to really say. They just they just have to play better. You have to coach better. You have to play better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And and in, in all cases, because you saw a better coach in Ron Rivera, just kind of and Jack Del Rio kind of out coached him. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. And <laughs> Jack Del Rio was dialing up the pressure and the blitzes like, oh, they're not gonna make no. They're not gonna make any. Inter- That's because Doug said at halftime, "Hey man, we good." We good. I said that earlier. You know, when, when when Pam Oliver was like, "Hey man," Doug was like, "Hey, I don't think we. I, I'm cool with the way we play. I I don't really have a lot of changes. Let's just keep doing what we're doing." That was the first sign to me. I'm like, "Oh boy, right? Oh man, we 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 in trouble. We you know, and and look what happened. First se- first series out in the second half, three and out." Yeah, they they were able to stop, but it was, it was like the offense just went ice cold. Offense went ice cold. They went away from the, they went away from the run. They're still flinging it downfield. You know, there there was nothing to it, and it's like okay, now you're you're now talking, you're now talking. You're you're three seasons removed from that Super Bowl, and at this point, you look. The, the idea that we can expect this coach to get as long of a leash as his predecessor's predecessor. You know, I, 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 I think that's unfair. I think that that's, that's not going to happen. So if you come out here and it's like you're, you're sitting here looking at losses that are not just based on personnel. Personnel was one thing, but you're also talking about losses that were based on on coaching decisions. Yep. Game planning. Game planning. Shout out to my man, Kevin Roberts. Kevin said, hey, man, they got away from the running game trying to set up play action without the run. You darn right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you darn right, bro. That you don't can't work. play action with no run game. It, it, the, it, the play action, as we all know, is supposed to fake out the defense to believe you're going to run it because you're faking to the running back like he's going to. You're, you're faking it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't faked out. 
And how am I gonna be figuring out when, 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 when all of the running backs have less than ten carries? Come on, it, like it's not like it's not like Boston Scott and Corey Clement are straight trash either. It's they're really like not. they're they're not. You know, th- these are run NFL running backs who have had a level of success with this team. So yeah. it's not like it, it. It is truly not like. You know, you didn't. Uh, they didn't need to see what they had with these two. Corey Clement's you know been here had. for years. Exactly. You Corey couldn't. Helped you win the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl with Corey Clement. You couldn't give him more than six carries with a seventeen-point lead. Boston Scott could only get nine carries. You see that. You you see that they're dialing up pressure, so you can't you can't necessarily throw the ball downfield. And it, it looks like they kind of sniffed out the uh they well uh Kevin said they they there were no screen passes. I thought they tried to run screen passes. I just thought uh Washington yeah wa- Washington sniffed that out. But that's all the more reason. You can't run. <laughs> but that that goes to the point that you made. Why are you not trying to run it in between the tackles? Mm-hmm. You see the speed that Washington has on the end. You see what uh, you see what 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 what, what, what that front four was able to do. Why are you not taking the ball and running it down the throat? Best player on your offensive line is Jason Kelsey. What? Yeah, run, run. You literally still had your left side intact. Your left side. and Kelsey. Why are you not running dives? Why are you not running sweeps, tosses, mm-hmm. anything to that left side? Up the middle. Do something different. This is, you know, these are the types of things that it's like, okay, this, this is going to add up because you know, you, I think the evil. It's unfair. Where you know, it, it's of course it's unfair to compare to compare Doug to Andy, right? And because now you're just talking about two completely different eras. Whereas with you know Andy, they were close for so they were close so many times mm-hmm. after not being able to win for so for so long. Right. That you kept on, you, you you felt like Andy was close, and you wanted to give him time, you know, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, because you thought that he could get you there. And then once it became obvious, like, hey man, this ain't the guy to get you there, you had to make a change. Doug is a guy that now got you there. So now when you're sitting there and you're looking at, you know, hey, this is a team that seems to be moving farther and farther back from that you know from that moment this was a team first time in the playoffs won the super bowl come back the next year they get to the playoffs they win a game off a missed field goal but you know whatever they win a game then they come back the year after that don't win a game mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who don't believe that this team will even make the playoffs. Shout out to my good friend, our good friend, Ashley Baker. Ashley has uh, the Eagles going nine and seven. I told her she was out of her mind, but you know, at this point, 
She's a listen, 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 listen. She, 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 I understand what she's saying. And nine and seven, I get it. But nine and seven can win this division. Come on. She's the Cowboys fan. Let's no. put that out there first. Yeah, well, that, that, that is true too. That, Let's that's put true this out there. That's true. She's a cowboy. She's a Cowboys fan. That's and true. the last time I checked, yes, the Cowboys got Dak. They got Zeke. They got CD. They got Amari. They got Michael Gallup. It's the same team that couldn't get it done against the bench squad Eagles when it counted. Mm-hmm. Also, the Cowboys defense, I'm a little worried about them as well. Mm. They got Everson Griffin. That's nice. They got DeMarcus Lawrence. That's nice. But what about that middle? Can Tristan Hill step up as an early-round draft pick for that team and, and solidify that middle? Well, I'm back in Corey Street. But what about their secondary? Mm. Who's going to be at safety? They cut HaHa Clinton Dix. I mean, the cornerbacks, they don't got Byron Jones no more. Is Shadobia Wuzier going to continue to step up? Is Anthony Brown going to continue to step up? What about Trayvon Dix? Come on. Like, I, I get it, but come on now. Let's let's be realistic. You not trying to let's, so you you just not trying to hear that that Dallas talk yet. No, not not yet, not, not yet, not yet uh, because this is the same or, this is the same organization that still didn't pay Dak Prescott yet. Mm, that, that is true, that is true. Sitting there with your court, you know, we sitting there here talking about whether or not we need to break whether or not this team should break off our tight end who's now what thirty two years old. You know, oh no, not thirty two. It's gonna be thirty years old. I'm I'm I, my my bad, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I, he's that he'll be thir- he'll be thirty in a couple of months, thirty thirty in a little less than two months. But they're this is their quarterback, correct? This is their quarterback, so you know it, it is what it is. But you know, I, I feel like Doug's Doug's leash is going to get a lot shorter. And Correct. unfortunately, Correct. you know, you, you got to add Howie to this list too. When you're sitting there, when you're sitting there with an entire draft that is a complete wash, this entire draft, draft I'm, I'm talking about the 2017 draft, which, Oh, okay. I'm about, about to say, I know we can't talk, you know, we can't talk about this year. Yeah. Or this year, even though I think these the last few ones that have happened, I think those have a lot of, uh, what can we say? A lot more hope to it. Mm-hmm. But do we also put fault on not only Howie Roseman? Do we also put fault on Joe Douglas? Okay, yeah, I, I think too. I, yeah, yeah. You got to put both of them in that, yeah. in that category. Let's. I mean, real quick. Here, here's here's your 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 2017 Eagles to uh, Eagles draft. Took Derek Barnett. Took Sidney Jones. Sewell Douglas, Matt Collins, your boy Donnell Pumphrey. That was your boy. Oh, no, wasn't that? That was not my guy. <laughs> Shelton Gibson, that. Nathan Gary, and Elijah Qualls. That's your that's your 2017 draft. I mean, of, I mean, of that, look, you, what Derek Barnett still on the team? Didn't play yes, today. I, I I wish Derek Barnett would play better because I think that he just needs to stay healthy first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, true, true, true. That, that just looking at that draft class in general, it was, it was bad. It, it, it was, it was, it was horrific. Let's just be, <laughs> let's just be honest. They did not mm-hmm. make, they did not hit on anything. Nothing. Um, I mean, Nathan Gary for a fifth rounder and that's a starter. I mean, that's a plus because <laughs> mm-hmm. the Eagles for some reason always find a way to hit on these late round guys, mm-hmm. which is good, but you can't hit on your early round guys. 
Uh, Elijah Qualls played in the XFL with the Washington, with the DC Defenders. Donnell Pumphrey, same thing. DC Defenders in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Shelton Gibson was actually on the Eagles last season, remember? And he got that he got that pass interference in the playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. So you Bruh. still got him. Bruh. I mean, you had him. Mac Collins, mm-hmm. I think he's still with the Dolphins. Um, Rasul Douglas with Carolina now. I think Rasul Douglas was misused here in this in this scheme, personally, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think okay. he should have been more of a safety than a corner. And Sydney, I I still have hope from that he'll figure out one day. Mm-hmm. And I think that Achilles injury just derailed everything yeah. for him. No, that that, that is that, true. Yeah, that is true. That, that really yeah. that really didn't help him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at fifteen at fourteen. Where the Eagles, you know, the Eagles took Barnett at 14. You look at the picks after it, it's kind of scary because you can say, like, sheesh, like the Eagles could have had some other players in, at 14. You know, they could have had a Malik Hooker. They could have had a Marlon Humphrey. They could have had a Jonathan Allen. They could have uh, an Adoree Jackson. They could have had uh, a Tredavious White. I mm-hmm. mean, a TJ Watt. <laughs> I mean, the list. Buddha Baker. I mean, the list, the list, the list goes on. I mean, You're not helping Howie right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to help. Him. No, no. I understand. I understand it. You. I mean, yeah, they were able to bounce back. Had a better draft in 2018. You know, you got got. Well, you had Goddard. Yep. And you had Maddox. You had Maddox, Josh Sweat, Matt Pryor, who you think should have. You know, I thought they were high on. And Jordan Mailata, who I, I just don't understand. And it's like Mailata is probably the worst, the worst pick out of all of them, mm-hmm. I would say. Out of that 2018 or just out of? Yeah, like, 2018. Out of that 2018 class, I think. Because I just, like I said, I, I said that before. I, I don't understand that. You know, uh, was it talk, uh, Kevin hit us off again. He said, uh, you know, look at the draft picks that they, look at who they took. You know, they took what JJ Ortega Whiteside instead of DK, DK Metcalf. Well, a lot of teams messed up on that. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of teams. Mess- yeah, yeah, but we ain't hosting a post game show for a lot of teams. We just talking about the Eagles, though. I mean, he's right though, but it's true. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. say the same thing. They passed on Terry McLaren, mm-hmm. who's right in their backyard. AJ mm-hmm. Brown in Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> but but I will say I will say to him though, at least they got it right this time around. Mm-hmm. And they prioritize getting athletes and speed on this team, which they mm-hmm. desperately needed at that wide receiver skill position. Def- definitely, definitely. All right. So as I as we wrap this up, as we wrap up this conversation, because you know, I need to sleep on this. This, this <laughs> I need to sleep on this crap. And it's like you know, when when your team loses, it just messes everything up, man. I I'm somebody I, I struggle to watch when when Eagles lose a one o'clock game. You know, I lose interest in a four o'clock game. You know, I, I I I watched I watched the post game show up until Carson's press conference. Mm-hmm. And then I moved over and went started going back to watching football. And you know, you're you I'm watching Drew uh I'm watching uh Tom Brady and them get blown they got blown out. They lost by in like the old, in the old timers bowl. In the old timers bowl, yeah, in the elderly bowl, you know. Chargers and Bengals. That was a, that was a good game. You know, it was close at the end. 
Bengals had a chance to had a chance to tie it up and just blew it because Bengals going bangle. You know that that that, that was Probably. just you know that that is what it is. But it's like you know your team loses, man. You it's like whatever, man. Football is dumb. It's not really but dumb, it, but that's how you feel after your squad loses, though. I mean, I think there's like three different emotions for a football fans. So like mm-hmm. my team loses, football sucks. My fantasy team didn't play well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suck at fantasy. Exactly. And my five team, it'll be like my five team parlay did hit. Oh yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> even worse. That's even worse. What's wor- for you? What is worse? Your fantasy team losing, or you 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 know your parlay not hitting, your bets not coming through. What what for you? Like like when you play fantasy football, are you in money leagues or you in uh you, you just play for the fun? I have a few that I play for the fun and a few that I have the few that I'm doing for money. Mm-hmm. And I would say out of the two, I'd probably say fantasy because mm-hmm. I kind of prop myself on, yeah. on making the smart picks. Mm-hmm. And then I don't necessarily take that time and same energy to put into it mm-hmm. and make the smart selection. Like I'm really kicking myself that I didn't play Robbie Anderson in a couple of my leagues. Ooh. I'm kind of like kicking oh. myself. See. And I'm like, and I'm like a huge Robbie Anderson stand. Anybody that knows, and that like kind of burnt me because I was, you know, I kind of depended on Will Fuller and stuff <laughs> like that, and a whole bunch bunch of other guys that showed up like Keenan Allen that didn't necessarily show up. But it goes back to what I said, you know, mm. it goes back to you know this is going to be a long season. Like yeah. expect the unexpected. Like it's. The Eagles might lose. The Eagles lose, you know, twenty-seven seventeen, but they can come back next week and beat the Rams twenty-seven seventeen. Like, well, well, and 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 that's what's going to be crazy because Eagles beat the Rams next week. Everybody's back. You know, you're back. You know, the the bandwagon is full. Like right now, everyone's on the bridge, ready to jump off because you lost to the Washington football team. You know, we're and, it's like and, look and all and all of football Twitter's laughing at you saying the Eagles lost to a team that has they had no name. Oh my it. goodness. Oh my goodness. if one more if if one more Washington fan hits me up talking about hail to the football team, I'm just going you know I I'm I'm two steps away from going back to Black Planet anyway. Cuz you know, I I don't I, Twitter and, and and Facebook just ain't the place for me tonight. It, it's not you know, it's not going to happen. In fact, um and we I didn't probably miss the first half hour of this this Gladys Knight and, and, and Patty LaBelle battle. I, that's probably what I should have done. Instead of yeah. sitting here, instead of looking at these, instead of looking at these these garbage stats from this bum game, <laughs> I should have just poured me a nice drink and watched this Gladys Patty battle. But nonetheless, early, you know, it's it's Sunday. There's still more, you know. There's still time for things to play out. But just a couple hours while the wound is still fresh, do you feel like the uh, the Eagles can bounce back on Sunday, next Sunday against the Rams? Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But it starts with the first first two things that we talked about: offensive line has to be better in protection, and they got to run the football. Yeah, definitely. Don't definitely. get don't get it twisted. If you thought Montez Sweat and Chase Chase Young had a day, Aaron Donald's waiting next. Oh yeah, weekend. oh yeah. If, he's, if he's, they can't run the ball, they're going to be in trouble. Next mm-hmm. week. Oh yeah, he's looking and to you, eat. And you hope and you hope Miles Sanders play. And if he plays, you hope that they run the ball. Well, yeah, Doug, definitely. <laughs> 20, yeah, yeah, 20 please, carries required. Please, please, please run the ball with, with, with Miles Sanders. Please, you know, please, pretty please. I, I don't know. Well, look, man, thank you. Remember, you can always check out Javon Offert on TotalSportsLive.com and make sure you follow him 
on Twitter. That's what Javon Ten, right? At Javon Ten on Twitter, and then at TSL on. Yep. Okay, that's. And remember, you can check me out with my man Mike Jones on the Jonesy and Brown podcast that will be debuting later on this week. Make sure you like Best in the World Sports at BITW Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where we are. All right. My name is Brown. Right there. Oh, I'm pointing at Marjorie. Yeah. That's Javon <laughs> Alford. Yeah. That's Javon Alford. Thank you for checking out the Green Over Everything Sunday Real Talk Wrap Up. Peace, y'all. Have a good Sunday. <sighs> On the ball, Doug. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.